Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Just a little off-camera uh, bit of humour there from Mr. Dell. I'm glad to say he's on form this morning. We're here, episode 36, Love Cars on the Global Motorsport Roundup podcast. What's to discuss today? Well, there's an exciting Grand Prix. Was it exciting? We'll go into it in a bit more detail than that. World Rally Championship saw a uh, champion crowned British Rally Cross and World Superbikes. But kicking off with Qatar and probably well, not everybody's cup of tea that year, but, but pre-Qatar and the build-up I mean I noticed now because you know obviously the uh, one part of our podcast can be viewed on YouTube so I like you coming onto YouTube because then you can comment and we haven't had many comments we but the Dutch, many get, comments. the Dutch have found well now we get a lot of viewers to it after that but the Dutch have now found us and the insults are flying in. I'll tell you what Dutch trolls um I'm quite disappointed because they, you know, they kill us all Hamilton bum boys. All sorts. I've, I've been following Formula One from, since it was started, since I was born, you know, for about 70 years. And I'm, I'm very open by who wins and who loses. And um, I can assure you that all you Dutch trolls, I'm now much more hoping Hamilton wins. Um, because the Verstappen fans are pretty vocal and they get... Um, I know, it's a bit sad, really, that the stuff that they'll shout at each other, you know, but anyway, hey-ho, this is the world of Twitter and YouTube. But yes, the build-up, of course, you know, the overhang from uh, the Brazil incident, and it was bizarre, wasn't it? I mean, they, they made it last all week, and a decision the next day, and a decision the next day. And I still have never found out whether... I thought I heard Massey say they didn't put the Brazil incident in front of the stewards because there wasn't enough evidence. So whether the, the stewards ever even saw it the drivers the racing drivers that are part of the panel anyway that that all got thrown out and then we had the yellow flags in qualifying which was a you know Preston already said you know double yellow flag it's a, it's a slam dunk you know five grid penalty you know which couldn't be avoided but there was this there was this controversy because the, the lights didn't go inside the cars and it was just the track flags and therefore there was a, an excuse maybe but Boy, the FIA are looking right muppets. I mean, if anyone's going to ruin this championship... How long it took the FIA to conclude that that was a, pe- a five-place grid penalty? 20 hours. 20 oh, no. hours. It's, it's inexcusable. They are looking like muppets because of <laughs> reasons like that. They need to just make a decision and stick with it and yeah. hopefully be the right one. I, I, yeah. I get what these... I mean, the, how these Formula 1 drivers, we've mentioned it several times on this programme before driving with they've got a cockpit on their steering wheel a virtual cockpit with yeah. everything going on and they are expecting the yellow lights to come on but also you've got to be looking as well but no i don't know it's just it's, it is a slam dunk <laughs> uh, five place group penalty so issue it and get on with it yeah well i mean as expected max came through you know i mean those two are so far ahead of everybody else i mean it's embarrassing to the rest of the field you know Valtteri had a terrible start and let his team down and Perez had an awful qualifying session, let his team down because, you know, I worry that a fastest lap is going to win this bloody championship, but I don't like those fastest laps. I think it's almost faster when you see the guy that's second place stops three laps from the end, but it's Lewis or Max. I'm not just talking about the last race, Dutch fans, all right. Um, whoever it is that stops and... Almost now, it's going to be your backup driver, Perez or Bottas, not for getting in front of 
the lead team driver because neither of them seem to be able to do that. They can't match the opposition's number one. But, you know, they made the one sent out in the last, you know, obviously Valtteri couldn't do it. He was broken down and busted his car and had a puncture and, and Perez was too far back. He'd, he'd have lost a lot of places and, and constructors' points. But, uh, yeah, I don't like a point for fast. It was sort of like genuine. If it was part of the race and you got the fastest lap, then that's, you understand, rewardable. But this, you know, who's got room to stop Put on it's, a fresh it's, for me, it's very simple. You say you cannot fast lap doesn't qualify if it's within the last five laps or something yeah. like that, and then it's very simple. And then if it is a genuine racing incident, tough luck. You just lose the yeah. fastest lap because it is unfair. And I hope the but championship I mean, isn't doesn't go down <laughs> to the fastest lap because it would would be a shame. But I guess it's quite even all the way through in terms of fastest. I think they got about six each. I think they they have got six points each. I think at the moment, so it's quite good. But I'm not sure about that. But um, the, the other, it was an amazing drop. The shame was that, you know, Max had had the penalty in the way because the gap between Lewis and Max hardly varied for every lap. It was like nine seconds, wasn't it? It went down to seven and up to nine. It just swayed. I mean, they were both pounding around the circuit two seconds a lap quicker, quicker than anybody else just about. I and mean, then they both on amazing form and um, it's going to be fascinating what happens. But it of course, the main be- story, but, you know, it was Alonso, you know, almost outshone them. You know, it was more love for Fernando coming <laughs> third for Alpine. And um, the funny thing about the track was, though, I must say that, you know, I predicted it was going to be horrendous, that bizarrely, with all those turn, 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 turns, they could get within the one second quite often. You know, I mean, I'm sometimes, you know, Paris had a power advantage when he came out of the pits. But in general... It's weird, isn't it? Because you think all those corners, they'll never be within one second when it comes to the DRS point, which was the only way to overtake. And the whole track, that was all the overtakes were, were just DRS drive-bys. And I think they made the DRS, they can change it from each year. They can shorten the length of DRS. And I think because they hadn't been there before, they maybe gave a, a too long a DRS range when it flap opens and shuts. But uh, it still gave us all the overtakings completely. Yeah, um, was, apart, apart from the first lap, you know, when it all kicks off for a while. Yeah, and, and you just mentioned uh, the, the, two num- the, nu- the two number twos, and it, it just shows how far ahead Max and yeah. are, because they can't, you, as the team manager, as a team principal, you want your number two to be putting some pressure on or to, to yeah. gapping them or something, but um, it's just... They're, they're the, 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 the sad thing, I think, for Valtteri fans, I mean, he's got the speed, you know, these pole positions he's had, you know, and he run that sprint race in, in Brazil, just running out front in clean air. You know, on his own, he can drive as almost as good as anyone, but um, he's just not a racer when it comes to getting muscled out of the way in a pack or letting people by. And uh, that's been sadly, that's been his, his, his letdown his entire career. And uh, so, anyway, well, anyway. Ma- Ma- Max and Lewis, without any question, two of the greatest racing drivers that have ever, ever lived there. There's no question. And to have them both competing like this, so even, so there are how many points between them? There are eight points between them yeah. uh, Max has got nine wins Lewis has got six so even if Lewis wins the next two and they finish even Max yeah. will win the championship based on the amount of wins yeah. nothing Lewis can do there but it is I think I think Mercedes got a little bit of momentum now I think they've got the edge slightly on the car yeah. uh, one would seem and uh, it's going to be interesting I would love Lewis not, <laughs> not saying anything to Max fans I would love Lewis to win Saudi Arabia to take it to the wire to Abu Dhabi. That's that would be the dream. And Tiff, you just mentioned Alonso, who quite rightly got the drive of the day because everybody loves an underdog. I mean, yeah, an ex world champion underdog, but yeah. 
you know, he hasn't been on the podium for so many years. What a brilliant thing for Alpine. They, of course, had the win uh, earlier in the season, but, but amazing for them. And it's helped them with the Constructors' Championship as well, which is really hotting up. So uh, Mercedes are five points ahead of Red Bull, and that's <laughs> important for them. You don't get too into the Constructors. So you've got the second and third place battle, which is really close as well. Ferrari are just pulling ahead now because... Uh, um, uh, Lando had Clara a bad, luck. bad weekend, um, and then you got that other little tussle between Alpha Tauri and Alpine. So there's these tussles all the way down, and 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 Alpine are just but the, smashing the, the front there on that. The Alpine Alpha Tauri saga is weird. It, it seems that each weekend one is way ahead of the other. You know, one <laughs> other, other, Alpha Alpha Tauri has a great race, or Alpha, and they can't. You know, different tracks seem to so suit one or the other, but never both of them. You know, because Gasly, you know, Colin was we're second on the grid after all the shenanigans. But he just couldn't keep the pace, you know. Um, you know, Alonso sorted him out, Max sorted him out, and he just fell backwards. And so did Yuki. You know, they they started on reds, which was their their thing. And uh, it's bizarre how they can fall because Ocon, of course, was fifth, and the other Alpines. Alpine had a great. I love I love the Fernando on the radio telling get get Ocon to hold up hold up uh, Sergio as much as <laughs> defend possible. like a lion. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. I asked my Lance Stroll. Now there's a there's a, a quandary of deciding, you know, is he just a rich kid's son or is he a very effective Grand Prix driver? I think every year he does enough for me to stay on for another year. You know, he had a really strong race for Aston Martin. He came up to the really field. And, done well. He's done well. You know, was it Turkey months, when so. he, he led that race in Turkey in the wet, didn't he? With Perez, yeah. you know, quite a bit behind him in the, in the Pink Panthers, that was, wasn't it? And he's, it's bizarre, but... So often he qualifies badly and makes a silly error somewhere. He's still making rookie errors, which he shouldn't be doing in his third or fourth year. How many years have we at it now, the rich kid? But, you know, sometimes you've got to hold your hand up and say, you know, great drive Lance. Um, yeah. You know, he's embarrassing Ferrari. And Ferrari, I mean, still, gosh, they must feel sad down in modern. Knowing how passionate the Italians are for their Ferraris. And what they're running around in, what, do they finish eighth and ninth or, yeah. I don't know, seventh and eighth? And that that's sad to see him. Ricardo having a bad time again. You know, Lando, of course, had his puncture, which ruined what would have been maybe fourth place. I think the Lando could have had a fourth. If he held um, up, as Alonso did. Yeah, on Perez. But um, Ricardo, apparently Ricardo spent the second half of the race fuel saving because uh, there's a, a sensor was giving him bad news about his fuel consumption. So how, he had to cruise around. How can Perez, with no problems, be finishing further down the podium than Alonso. No disrespect to Alonso, it's not him, than the car. How can that be happening? It's just, it, it just shows how, how great these drivers are. And it's great to, to have an unpredictable podium. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. That's the nice it's thing about uh, Formula 1 this season. Third spot. Uh, well, the other thing I have to mention, I have to say, Lewis's helmet, what a fantastic <laughs> colour. I know it's got a very special <laughs> message, which I'm not going to put aside because it's a very important message. He was very brave, I think, to wear those colours in Qatar. He's going to wear them in Saudi. But I just hope he keeps it forever. You know, maybe he's only got two more seasons. And it's just such a stunning colour scheme with, with a very strong message that uh, let's hope he has it on for the rest of the year because it did look really good. Um, so are you saying you prefer Lewis's helmet over Max's helmet? Is this more favouritism to oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't want any favouritism on this channel. <laughs> no, we, 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 we're British. I think it's fair to say that uh, we both respect how incredible these two drivers are. But I want Hamilton to win. He's he's yeah. and he's, yeah. he's he's going for his eighth world title. And the more you Dutch boys send us rude messages <laughs> on Twitter, the more we're going to hope Lewis wins. I love I love the Dutch boys. I love Holland as well. And, well, and yeah. the, 
And I've got to say, the, um, the Orange Army, in, in, not the Marshals, in terms of Max's Orange Army, absolutely That's great. They're brilliant. fanatical fans. They're like, a football, they're like a football club yeah. fan. It's great to see yeah. them all out there. Really but not is. so great to see, the, as I call it, the World, World Wrestling Association, those flipping shots in the grandstands. I know it's not Sky Sports F1, which I put on Twitter. No, I know it's FOM, but there was no Twitter link to FOM, so I thought I'd give a kick at Sky Sports so they could give a kick at FOM. But lining up the numpties in the grandstand and saying, right, three, two, one, oh, cheer. Oh, we don't need and that. And it's the Do same people. They go back to the same people every time. I mean, at least they should get the cameraman to walk 50 yards down. They're doing the same <laughs> thing. For those who didn't see it, they're trying to make it look like it's a really spectacular <laughs> uh, event. And, uh, and and they're getting crowds of cheer, as Tiff just said. But they're using the same people every time they cut back every 10 minutes. And you know that, interestingly, because uh, Qatar has got the World Cup contentiously, the Football World Cup next year, this time next year. That Formula One was the largest sporting event in terms of capacity ever in the whole of Qatar, ever in the history of Qatar. What was it? 7,000 people? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very many. It was 7,000 <laughs> apparently. And of course, that'll be superseded next year for, for the World Cup, where we hope well, Holland will be incredibly well. Beckham, Beckham only, was out there. And Holland, only lose to Holland England in the final, <laughs> Holland. We hope the Dutch get to the final and lose to us. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, of course, Becker was out there, wasn't he, beginning his £150 million income over the next 10 years, promoting Qatar. A lot of oh. other footballers were out there, so they were on a, on a nice trip. The other news in Formula 1, of course, last week, Zhao um, has, gone, has got the slot at Alfa Romeo, which I think most people predicted. I mean, it's great for FOM, good old FOM and Liberty are going to have massive interest in China, but very sad for those young men and women with more talent than Zhao. And maybe there aren't any women yet with more talent than Zhao, but certainly there are some young men out there with more talent. But uh, we now have a Chinese driver. I mean, Zhao's been around, you know, but I think he's what, I tweeted, he's won three Formula 3 races out of 90, and so, no, four, and then three F2 races so out of 35. Why is he there? I don't know. Why is he there? <laughs> Why would we like to have a bit more interest in China? Maybe Answers we could get... on a postcard, please. So we've now got China. We've got three Middle East Grand Prix now with Saudi and Bahrain. And uh, so that's all going. Abu Dhabi, four Middle East Grand Prix plus China. The big money talks in Formula One. So in fact, there's no seats left. It was very early into the, into the winter with no seats because, of course, Alex Albon's gone to Williams. So we've lost both Alfa Romeo drivers. We'll say goodbye to... Um, Who's gone? Gio and, of course... Giovinazzi? No, he's there. Yes, yeah, Gio's gone. And Kimi. Well, I'm thinking, Kimi, of course, I'm trying to think of more lowly drivers. So, <laughs> yeah. There's only two swaps. Otherwise, all the seats are settled for next year. So we move on. And we move on in two weeks, the Saudi Arabian track. Oh. Have, have you looked at the map of Saudi Arabia? Not yet. Well, I know, where, I know I just, Saudi Arabia, but not the map of the course. I it's know. a Tilkud track. So now, what is the most awful useless first corner on the season what would you say is the most useless complicated first corner on the grand prix year anything snapped your mind go on tell me which always causes a collision <laughs> go on tell me monza of course <laughs> the most stupid right left well tilka yes. using all his experience <laughs> and knowledge of formula one and what works has created a, a monza left right to open the first lap. So you know what's going to happen, first lap. Yeah, the, yeah Max and Lewis are pretty clash and wings will fly and tempers are. You know and that's going to happen. The first corner has to be more open. You've got to let cars filter into something wider, just get them through the first corner. It's just really annoying. 
really annoying. Yeah. You just look at the map. And the rest of it's fascinating because the, the back stretch is never-ending. Left, right, left, right. I think it'll all be almost flat out in Top I'm Gear. i look at the map. I'll look at the... I'll... Well, also, there's, lot, there's an onboard simulation on the YouTube you can create and have a look yourself. But you look at Turn 1 and 2 and you think, what? What? So my prediction's changed now from Lewis. Now that you've told me that bit of intel, and then I haven't looked at the map, I will look at the map. Uh, my prediction changed from Lewis winning the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix to Max taking him out corner one and Max winning the championship. <sighs> oh, it's just oh, well. a stupid corner to open a lap on. So stupid. Because that's also the corner at the end of the DRS. That's also where most DRS overtakes will end up. Who's going to win? Who's going to win the championship? Lewis, obviously. Sorry, Dutchman, I respect your opinion. I think Max is one of those brilliant drivers who will be world champion several times in the future. I think I'm it's going to be Max. Not Hamilton Bumboy, all right? I'm just I, thinking. I, I think it's going to be Max. I, I want Lewis, but I think it's going to be Max. Okay, so um, oh. let's go to World Rally Championships. Oh, poor old Elfin. Yeah, Elfin, bridesmaid again. I'm worried I don't say these things. I've used the word bumble. I probably can't say that. I track that statement completely. <laughs> Can we call Elf in the Bridesmaid I was, again? I just ignored it. I was hoping it was going to go away. And then you mentioned it again. That's what they've called me. They've used that. The trolls have used that language at me. So I've just repeated what the trolls have said back to the trolls. And I'm not sure we can say Elf was the Bridesmaid again either. Uh, but sadly missed out the second year running on winning the World Championship. And... Um, we what, had bizarre, the 17th... what bizarre world we live in that you can't just... It's so oh, it's such a oh, difficult no. world nowadays. You don't mean offence with anything you say. But I know. Everything you say is ridiculous. Anyway, Elfin was a bridesmaid again. Yeah, so yeah. A, Seb, a, Seb, a French Seb won for the 17th time out of 18 years. <laughs> it was nine Sebastian Loge, and now there's been eight Sebastian Ogiers. But he's retiring, thanks for the rest of you. Only Ox Tanet, the Finn, interrupted um, a run of 18 non-stop Sebs. Elf in second, and it, it was a bit of a quiet season. Toyota's dominated really. Hyundai's did another reliability. Oh, they did more okay, accidents. And they weren't that far behind. They, and, it was one two Toyota, then Hyundai. Yeah, but they were split. I mean, they, they were split yeah. between the two. Um, uh, Nerva was third and Tanak was fifth because in, in fourth was Kali Rovan Perry, the 21 year old of the Toyota, had that amazing win in Estonia. Um, so the trouble is, Pro Elfin. I mean, got Ogiers and the Sebs all retired. He's got this rubber bearer as his teammate next year. Um, so I can see that being a, a really you know, tough challenge for, for both Elfin versus Calais. And who else is going to come in? We don't know quite yet. Um, Ford's, of course, not on the pace. It's really a two manufacturer. The sad thing about World Rally Championship, only two manufacturers providing you know, rally winning cars. Um, Gus Greensmith got to ninth in the points in the end, the only British um, one below apart from Elfin. Um, and Fords. But next year, we've got Craig Breen, the Irish boy from Aera, coming in with Augusta and the Fords. So that will be hopefully maybe that the new Ford will move there because there's new regulations. So maybe Ford can get the combination like these hybrids, um, which I, I hate to think they'll be breaking down and they'll be causing more problems. They look exactly the same. You know, in a stage, you won't know they're hybrids. If you're in a town, they'll be going through on their electric. Uh, but apparently, in the stages, you can have a boost button and it's just making it more complicated that you just don't really need. If it's, so, it's not it's not them, is it? It's it's manufacturers and it's uh, governments and, and yeah. you know, more cars are sold in Scandinavia that electric have been for many years than they are internal combustion engine. Look what our government are doing. So it's the manufacturers as well. So I guess they've got to mm. do it. 
Anyway, good luck, Craig Breen and yeah. Gus Let's hope Ford's come back next year with the best solution to the new hybrid cars. Um, British Rally Championship finish as well. Not Rally Cross, as you mentioned, British Rally Championship. Oh, and it was a good head-to-head because -head, they, they have the um, R5 category, which is the second class in the World Championship, much simpler customer cars. And it's been this battle all year between Matt Evans and um, Osin Price. They're both in the same team in Volvo Polo R5 cars. And they ended in the Ulster Rally. They were going head-to-head, -head, changing the lead. Apparently, it was a fantastic rally around the streets of Northern Ireland. And uh, on the penultimate stage, Osin put it on his roof, uh, tried to challenge for the win, lost the win. So uh, Welshman Matt Evans came through to, to complete three British championships on the trot, which nobody's ever done before, no McRae's or anyone. Uh, so congratulations to Matt Evans on, on that. Now, of course, I did watch every single second of that, but I just, can you just refresh my memory? Did he then push it back over onto his wheels after being on the roof? Or was it out, out? Was it a proper roll onto his roof? I didn't read that far. They always push them back anyway. The, the, the spectators are pretty... When I, when I, when I, I read about it. When I did the Rally GB in the snow and ice, I kept on dropping it in the ditch. I kept on hoping that, all right, I've retired now. I don't want to do any more. It was just sheet ice. And all these spectators arrived banging, hello, Chief. Yeah, mate, yeah, we'll get you out. No, I don't want to come out. I don't want to come out. They'll lift you out the ditch, put you on. No. Two miles, I'm in the ditch again. <laughs> oh, no, I'm I want to stay in the ditch. <laughs> they are brilliant. In fact, on the first stage, I was going quite quick and I fell off. And uh, two spectators, we ever, I don't know who they ever were, they, they got a tree trunk out of the woods <laughs> to use the huge lever. No, there's only two spectators, me and oh, the co-driver. I'd love to find out who they were. They yeah, I know. I'd love to give them a huge bit of yeah. Lift them out of the ditch and got going again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> rallying, rallying is, is the trouble is in a small area of rallying. You've got to YouTube and watch a rally crash. And it makes me cry. I'll tell you what, if anyone in Scandinavia, I don't know which country it is, where all these oafs are by the side of the track on the corner, they know they'll be crashing ropes. And when someone's rolling, they're already running. They're all cheering. Yay! Some poor bloke has just ended his rally. His lovely historic escort is now going to need a new shell. They'll... Oh, cool. That's, that's, the, that's the only but, reason they're there. That's the highlight of, uh, of their whole But trip. I cry for those guys. They, you always think the, all the effort that goes into rallying, you know, of getting their service yeah, crew. Jim, and, you know. All the effort that goes into motor racing in general. I, 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 you know, I've, I've been very vocal about it this year, doing the catering <laughs> thing. What goes on behind the scenes, just to, in a small championship like yeah, that? Yeah, to get this going. A world championship, yeah. just incredible. What else anyway, do you have? British Rally. Then the only other thing was the World Superbikes, which all ended up a bit quiet because that Turkish rider, you know his name. <laughs> what is he? I can't remember his name now. Can you remind me of the Turkish rider? Well, I give it. Uh, yeah, you go, you're better than me. You go. Toprak Razgotiogu, <laughs> who was no, leading by the points going. He finally ended Jonathan Ray's eight, no, not eight, six years as champion. Jonathan Ray, the Northern Ireland boy. Fantastic when he's Kawasaki's won six on the trot. But the um, Yamaha of Toprak Razgotiogu, the Turkish boy, he was already in the lead. They had to cancel the first race because of too much rain. They were over in the middle of Hungary or somewhere. I'm not sure where they were. Um, and although Ray won the two races that did run, it wasn't enough to overtake the points haul. So Jonathan Ray's down to second. Um, and the other Brit, Scott Redding, was third in the championship. Really, those three dominated the whole year. I think about 90% of the wins were either top rack, uh, Ray or, or Redding. Um, so, yeah, good stuff in the World Superbikes. Always entertaining. And that was about all I could find from that. There's always, I always get guilty we don't talk about Aussie supercars. Because I do love them, but because they're, 
on in the middle of the night. You never watch them live and you can't even follow their Tell us below what else you want us to, to report on and we'll do it with pleasure. But Aussie supercars are awesome. Since we're on two wheels and since we finished a little bit early, um, I'm going to mention something that was really special. Not motors, not motor racing, but Eddie Kidd special on Top Gear. Oh, yeah, Top Wow. Oh, I knew Oddie. I knew, you know, I'd done some filming with him. I knew Had quite you? well, you know, we'd be at various events, we'd, we'd cross paths, and he was a lovely kid. I mean, just it be nice to go and see him, too. Grin on his face, You're not far you know. away from him on, on the South Coast. I know, I don't, yeah. Maybe, but, maybe, uh, maybe trying that, not for filming. It was, filming a, or it was just, a terribly sad I'm, story. because But I'm sure for those, for those who haven't seen this, Eddie Kid was a stump uh, rider. His idol was Evil Knievel. He became the English Evil Knievel. Really good looking, but charismatic and fun and not conceited um came across incredibly well and um and he, and he well had a, he had a, well had a, well done top gear well done top gear it was oh, a really good it brings a tear to your eyes if you get the opportunity to watch it um whether whether you, whether you like paddy mcginnis or not i'd like him well, yeah. um <laughs> whether you like him or not it it's was, probably, probably the best thing paddy's ever done on top gear let's put it I that think it's one of the best things top gear by a long way <laughs> yeah uh, so so yeah that, i thought that was pretty watched last night it only happened on top gear last oh, night I didn't watch it. why are they they're going now they they are I think they've got amazing chemistry these three guys amazing chemistry Harris is one of the best reviewers of a car ever uh, the other two I think complement him very well and then messing around with caravans like Clarks and Hammond oh were they, they used to oh it's, it's getting a bit contrived they don't need to do that they're so good they're so funny they don't need to do that but I know there's only so many things you do and now they're entertainment they're on BBC One so. But it's yeah, amazing videography and photography, cinematography, cinema. Amazing budget, budget. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> so we, we, we're digressing a little bit. Did you hear what our uh, love cars on the road? Apparently, um, uh, ten six minutes of the hot of Top Gear of one Top Gear. Six minutes of that was equivalent to the whole budget oh, six hours <laughs> of hours. <laughs> on that note. Thank you for joining. More motorsport and some Top Gear reviews coming next. What are we going to talk about next week? We'll have to no dig idea. up something. Yeah, we'll think of yeah. something. We'll, we'll, if you've got any, any thoughts, what you want us yes. to talk about, it doesn't have to be. Let's discuss something next yeah. week. Put some items for discussion. Go to the YouTube, even though you listen to this on some other means, perhaps. Go to the YouTube channel. Or Twitter. Love so YouTube better. And, or Twitter. Let us know what you'd like us to have an opinion on. And the Otherwise. Dutch people as well. I'll tell you what, Dutch people, I love the beach at Schavening. My first ever family holiday, <laughs> we went to Schavening. And also, I love racing at Zandvoort and the old Zandvoorts and met some lovely Dutch people over there. So, um, yeah, let's hear from the Dutch what you'd like to understand. Those amazing deck chairs on the beach at Schavening, those huge, big round ones that hide you from the wind, they were brilliant. And if you don't let us know what you want us to discuss, sadly, I've got 25 minutes of asking him questions. So, better, <laughs> better to leave some comments below. Thanks for joining us as always. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Bye.